Author's Playhouse. Candy, my dear, you look beautiful. How are you? Oh, I'm fine, Mr. Deming. Just dying slowly. Nothing serious. It's most becoming, Mrs. Stewart. Thank you, Mr. Deming. Things seem to have blown up in our faces, haven't they? My best girl and your husband have eloped. Career woman or homemaker? Candy wanted to help decide Pam Peter's fate. But fate has a maddening habit of plotting its own course. Author's Playhouse presents Elizabeth Dunn's mirthful story, Woman's Work. I'm folding this day. The Red Cross would be rehabilitating me if I do any more. Candy, if you've finished, come out in the hall with me for a minute. I've got something to tell you. All right, I'm coming. Why, Hope, you look all of a dither. That puts it mildly. Sit down and lend an ear. Baby, I have sinned. Hope, darling, I have exactly 20 minutes before I have to go home and feed little David his supper. If you have anything sordid to say, you'd better hurry. You and your David. How old is he now? Six months? Why doesn't he feed himself? You're ruining that child. Oh, we're giving him a terribly sheltered life. Go on, what have you done? I have no idea, but I must have sinned because I'm visited by Pan next week. Makes sense. I am. Pandora, Pan Peters. The dear friend of my girlhood whose talented neck I would gladly wring. She's coming here for a month. She and her horrid little airplane. Why, I didn't even know you knew Pam Peters. You mean the war correspondent? The one who wrote, uh, Pegasus is a Lady? She's been to Tehran and Russia and goodness knows where, and now she's coming here to get over it. She must be perfectly fascinating. Oh, she's fascinating, all right. Even Lobby, my very own husband, is slightly in love with her. But it's my brother George who's causing the trouble. My brother George has been in love with Pan Peters ever since I brought her home from Miss March's for spring vacation in 1930. So why doesn't he marry her? Because she won't. She's had millions of beaux, but she won't get married. You see, she doesn't want to make a home. At least she doesn't want to make one, and brother George is as domestic as a bedroom slipper. Your brother George is a domestic? I know, I know. The glamour boy of journalism. Owner and publisher of Meridian, that unique newspaper is modern as tomorrow, the boy with a byline. But he is domestic, probably as a reaction from growing up with me. He wants his little wife to stay home picking oakum and dipping her own candles. And Miss Peters won't. Well, doesn't that settle it? Settle it. When Pan gets here, George will come out every weekend and mope around like a disillusioned setter till about Sunday noon, when he and Pan will have a fight that'll make the clock strike out of sheer nervousness. And then he'll flounce off in rage and come back the next weekend for an encore. I don't see why George should have everything his way. Oh, but George is... Well, I mean, he's George. Oh. And you're going to put a stop to this nonsense. Me? Listen, George has almost got to the place where he'll take Pan on any terms, even her own. And that mustn't happen. Oh, I'm very fond of Pan, but I adore George, and Pan would break his heart and ruin his life and make a hash of his career. Now, you and Bill make domesticity look positively attractive. I mean, 
you sort of enjoy your house and your baby and everything. Well, I certainly do. Well, that's what I mean. And you do it so well, Candy. I want George to see it. I want to show him what a happy married life is like, what a real wife is. Well, of all the ridiculous... Well, I suppose I'm to whip up a little five-course dinner in a tulle evening dress and a straw hat with ribbons, meanwhile singing the bell song from Lockby and giving the cradle a brisk kick in passing. <laughs> you get things so quickly, dear. And shall I tell George that I make all of my husband's clothes out of skins? Now, listen. Are you going to help me or are you not? I'll help. Not that it will do the slightest good, though. Why not? Well, I mean, things just don't happen that way. For instance, I only got domestic after I got married. And I've noticed that most men don't seem to like girls who are just terribly domestic before they get married. Oh, never mind, never mind. Will you bring Miss Peters and your brother George to lunch next Sunday? I will. And you'd better make it good, see? <laughs> What's the matter, darling? Phil, I've made a terrible discovery. What, darling? I can't add. Oh, good heavens. I thought you had an incurable disease or something. Phil, isn't the bank ever wrong? Never. People who work in banks run by machinery. You can't win. There's not enough. Not what? Money. Why, two weeks ago, we had what I should have described as rude funny. What's happened to it? I haven't spent a cent of it. Honestly, Bill, the bank takes it or something. You've made a mistake. You'll find it. Good luck, honey. I'm going back to my newspaper. Listen, Bill. In this house, we run things as a partnership, don't we? You do certain things, I do certain things. I paint furniture, talk on the telephone, answer all letters from your family, and plant flower seeds, right? Right. And you fix the fire, take care of the car, and get anything I happen to want after I've turned out the light and opened the window. Right. From now on, you also do the bills. I uh, think so? There are certain things that are not women's work, and this is one of them. I'll do anything else you want, Bill. I'll weave and churn and vote intelligently, like you. But I will not. I will not do the checkbook anymore. Get away. I'll do it. You can get out on the roof and mend that shingle that blew off last January. Some women could even do that. Why, some women can... Oh, that reminds me. Darling, who do you think's coming to visit the Morgans? Five is twenty-three. Uh, Santa Claus, the stork, Monty Woolley. Who? Uh, let's not guess. Pandora Peters. Oh, really? But aren't you excited? Sure, Carrie too. The Morgans are bringing her here for lunch on Sunday. Really? Well, it'll be fun to see Pan again. Again? Do you know her? Certainly, I know her. I've known her for years. You never told me. You never asked me. Do you know Winston Churchill? No. General Eisenhower? No. Mary Martin? No. Well, don't say I never ask you. When did you meet Pan Peters? Five or six years ago. Oh. Before you knew me? Yep. Attractive? Very. Did you, uh, did you see much of her? Um, listen, uh, I find that I can't add either. But did you? You mean did I fall for her? No, I did not. I saw something of her, and so did about 40 other men. Do you know Hope's brother, George Deming? 15, 20, 27. Everybody knows George Deming. He wants to marry her. Fine. Congratulations, George. Hope you'll be very happy. Uh, 50, but Hope 40, doesn't want him 60, to. 
three. She thinks he'd be very unhappy. Because seven, you see, Bill, he's very domestic seven, and Hope says Pan isn't a bit home-loving. In fact, it's just the other... Be still, woman. All this prattle about people. My mind is going. Go away and let me add in peace. Is that you, Bill? What there's left of me, yeah. Did you get the garden furniture washed? They'll all be here in just a few minutes. I want everything to look absolutely lush. What do you want me to do now? Build a wing on the house? There's just time before lunch. I never saw anyone so feeble. Why, I do three mu- times as much in one day. Women have more endurance. It's been proved. Uh, what's for lunch? Ham? Ham. My good yokel, we're having avocado pears and chicken a la bonne femme and that thin cornbread and strawberries for dessert. Oh, it's going to be heavenly. Just like one of those French picnics that Renoir painted. Now, go and get dressed, darling. It's late. Oh, what do I wear? A boating costume? Darling, before you go, just help me into this, will you? What is it? Slipcover? It's an apron. It seems sort of appropriate. You know, Aunt Essie sent it to me for Christmas, and I don't know exactly how to get into it, but it's set on the card for a busy little bride, so it must be very practical. Mm, Any little bride that gets in and out of this is bound to be busy. Turn around. Mm-hmm. Say, wouldn't it be simpler if I just tied your hand and foot and locked you in a steel box and lowered you in the East River? If I get you into this, you'll never get out again. And I can't see why you suddenly want to wear an apron to lunch anyway. Hurry, I hear a car coming. Okay. Well, that's the best I can do with the darn thing. I'll go down. Now, please get dressed fast. I rushed ahead while they're still pushing each other out of the car. Oh, your garden and the lunch table there under the trees look simply divine. Oh, the whole setup is perfect, darling. Good grief, Hope. Is that beautiful creature Pan Peters? Yes. Did you ever see anything like her? Blacks were invented for a figure like that. And can she wear them? Gad, Hope, I feel as bunchy and overstuffed as a feather bed. Don't be silly. You look sweet. Oh, here they come. Come and be introduced, everyone. From left to right, um, this is my precious brother, George. How do you do, Mrs. Stewart? Mm, You are nice. Hello. He's the nicest male alive, except for my very own dear husband, who I see sneaking off in the direction of your lunch table. On candy, this is Pandora Peters. So kind of you to let me come, too, Mrs. Stewart. Any house guest of hopes is something or other of mine, Miss Peters. I read your book, Pegasus. I loved it. Why, thank you. That's nice of you. Oh, here's Bill. Hi, everybody. Oh, Miss Peters, I presume. Why, Bill Stewart, I don't believe it. How absolutely wonderful. I didn't know that well, you were. Well, here I am. Well, certainly we do. Bill, open the ginger ale, will you please? What a delightful spot this is, Mrs. Stewart. Look at us. We look just like one of Renoir's picnics in modern dress. Except you. You're right off the canvas. You have a poetic soul, Mr. Deming. Do come and have some lunch to nourish I certainly will. And then you remember, Bill, we all got into a taxi, the whole lady. Candy only has an egg three times a week. I simply couldn't do it. I can't boil an egg. This chicken thing is wonderful. I'd love to cook. How do you make it? Will you tell? Of course I'll tell. 
You begin with six little white onions, uh-huh. and when they're fried brown, well, you... they kept the press miles away from the palace, but one of the guards, well, he told me to be at the West Gate at 11 that So evening. I'm left holding After six little white onions while everybody else gets smuggled into a palace? Until I honestly had a mild what palace? Where? I was finally face-to-face with the prince, and what could he do I... about it? So he laughed and said in French because he didn't well, speak and any then... English. Well, I don't know how you got here, young woman, but here you are, so what do you want to know? Of course, I asked him right off whether it was... George! Um, don't you want to hear how to make this chicken thing? But I... He really doesn't... Shall doesn't we hear the really... end of Pan's story first? Oh, there really isn't anything more to it. My sister Hope, whom I love very dearly, is a half-wit. Although I do want to know how to make this chicken thing. Sometimes I hate tacks. Uh, come and look at my tampala. It's getting to look perfectly delicious. <laughs> uh, that's artichoke sort of, isn't no, it? I say it's spinach, Chinese version. I'm sure I had it once when we were dining with the Jungs. It's funny stuff. Well, come on. Feast your eyes on the American version. <laughs> I'd forgotten that places like this still exist, Mrs. Stewart. Oh, George, call her candy. May I? I'd even forgotten that there were girls like you in the world. Simple and uncomplicated. Your husband's very lucky. I often wear slacks myself. I beg your pardon? George, why don't you go and look at the Tampala? Huh? Oh, I get it, and uh, I go. Hope, this is a lot of nonsense. It's not proving a thing. Darling, don't stop now. It's just beginning to take effect. Can't you see how George is basking? It's exactly the kind of life he wants for himself. I don't believe it. George wants things to happen. He doesn't want his women simple and uncomplicated, not for a minute. Sooner or later, George is bound to realize that Pan's sort of life is nervous and high-strung and geared to such a speed that it has no time for the, the simple essentials. When did you make up that speech? It's... Just something I jotted down in the back of an old envelope. No, but honestly, Candy, it's true. Please, don't let me down. It's the silliest plan I ever heard of, and I don't know why I ever lent myself to it. But since I've started, I'll finish. Only I warn you, if anything happens... Don't be ridiculous. What can happen? looking for in your bureau drawer at this hour of the night? Snapshot. I've got some somewhere of a picnic we went on. Which of our picnics do you mean? Oh, I mean the one Pan and I went on. Thought she'd be amused by it. Pandora's a funny sort of name, isn't it? A romantic mother, I suppose. But don't you think it's odd to name a child after the girl who opened the box and let all the trouble into the world? Hmm. Uh, she's got a head on her shoulders, Pan has. She's writing an article for George's paper on airplanes after the war. She asked me to help her. Seems to think I can. That's lovely. Well, why not? Airplanes are my business for crying out loud. Don't I work for an airline? Yes, dear. I wonder why she doesn't marry George. Why should she? Well, Hope says he's been in love with her for years. Uh, Funny way of being in love. Always trying to reform a girl. What's the matter with her the way she is? Everybody else likes it. Oh, I suppose so. Oh, George... George makes me tired. Great Demi. Good night. Good night.
Hello, Candy. Oh, oh, hello, Hope. Sorry I bellowed so. This has been the blackest day of my life, and I'm ready to tear my hair out. Well, I know it's the hottest day of the year, but what else has happened to poison you so? On top of this heat, David picked today to cut his first tooth, and he's howled for six hours without taking a breath. And I had the most frightful fight with my laundress. I lost, of course, so I did the washing myself. And I didn't have time to wash my hair, and you should see me. Uh, no thanks, old girl. Uh, pardon me if I break into your dirge, but I'm going to have a dinner party for Pan. She leaves in a week or so, you know, and I want to be sure that you and Bill will come. It'll be on Saturday night. Your voice comes to me as from another world, Hope. But maybe by Saturday I can pull myself together and be on hand. Who else is coming? Bill's boss, Mr. Denstone. He's met Pan and is her devoted slave. And George, of course. All right, count on us, provided I live till then. I'm tired and hot, and it's nearly six, and Bill will be home any minute shouting for his dinner. Very well. I can take a hint. See you on Saturday. Dinner will be at seven. Oh, there's Bill. Goodbye, Hope. Bill! Yes, it's me. Bill, you've got to fix the garbage pail. I'm going mad. I can't get the top on tight, and every dog for ten miles around has been here all day, and besides, it isn't sanitary. Oh. Hello, Candy. How do you do, Pen? Won't you uh, come in? She is in. Uh, I asked her for dinner. I was sure you'd be able to fix her up a plate of something. Oh, yes. Yes, indeed. Sit down, Pen. How's everything going? Oh, fine, thank you. Where do you keep your plane? We're at LaGuardia Field. Oh, that's right near Bill's office, isn't it? Yes, quite near. How's your baby? Very well, thank you. He's getting a tooth. Really? How exciting. Yes, isn't it? You know, this conversation sounds like something out of Swedish in Six Easy Lessons. Doubtless you think my only subjects of conversation are baby's teeth and little white onions. Uh, pardon me for mentioning it, but uh, how about some dinner, honey? Oh, yes, by all means. Will you excuse me, Pat? I'll finish getting things ready. Well, of course, Candy, dear. I do hope I didn't come at a bad time. Oh, don't be silly. Uh, come on, Candy, I'll help you with the dinner. Came over, you baby, shooting off like that. That wasn't very polite. I'm sorry. I don't know what Pam must think. Does it matter? Of course it matters. You like her, don't you? She likes you. She said she wished she knew you better. She's very clever. Clever and yet sort of pathetic, too, poor kid. She can do too many things. That's her trouble. She certainly can. If she'd just stick to flying her airplane around the world and driving George Deming crazy... But I fail to see anything in the least pathetic about her. Oh, what's the matter, Angel? David been pretty tough on you today? No, nothing's too tough. Call the Duchess. Supper's ready. Hello, Candy. Welcome to our party, such as it is. Where's Bill? Where is he? I thought he'd come straight here when he didn't come home to get me. Isn't he here? No, my pet, and neither is our guest of honor, precious Pandora. They're both missing? Now wipe that look of horror off your face, and let's start this conversation over again. Candy, my dear, you look beautiful. How are you? Oh, I'm fine, Mr. Deming. Just dying slowly. Nothing serious. It's most becoming, Mrs. Stewart. Thank you, Mr. Deming. Things seem to have blown up in our faces, haven't they? My best girl and your husband have eloped. 
And, of course, on the home front, there's no telling what the... Did he tell you? All those two black-hearted... Steady, sister dear. Remember the Deming blood pressure. Beans. And when I think what I paid them, to have them walk out on me two hours before dinner and not a soul available in this whole town on a Saturday. What are you talking about? My cook and my butler. I've telephoned every cleaning woman I know. And then to have Pan late on top of it and keeping Bill with her. I knew I shouldn't give this party. Something told me... What are you having for dinner? Squabs and broccoli and vichy soise. And an ice thing that takes hours. Well, Hilda must have made that this morning, then. Squabs are easy. Not for me. The only thing I know about squabs is how to eat them. Oh, there's nothing to do but go to ye oldy Englishy tea room, and the very thought sickens me. Oh, don't be silly. Where's an apron? Oh, Candy, darling, you, you don't mean... Oh, I, I can't let you. Certainly you can let her. That's the kind of girl she is. And I will help. I have a very light hand with burnt toast. All right, let's go, George. Go cheer up your guests, Hope. Oh, uh, dinner will be ready soon. Candy's going... George, where do you suppose those two are? How should I know? Pan probably decided to fly to Mexico and took Bill along. You never can tell about her. Well, you've always been able to tell about Bill. Always up to now. Personally, I think this is all your fault. Put those rolls in a pie plate. I want to heat them. My fault? If you had any sense, you'd have married Pan years ago and taken care of her. Well, haven't I been trying to? And why haven't you succeeded? Because you have some idiotic notion about the way she ought to be. You want everything your way, George Deming, and then you can't understand why a girl like Pan won't marry you. Here, put this butter in the icebox. Now, listen. All I ask is a home. The kind of home you have yourself. Why should you make all the conditions anyway? Suppose Pan said she wouldn't marry you unless you were good at putting up shelves. Why, I bet you can't even hang a picture, George Denning. I bet I can. Get those soup plates, will you? I haven't got a home myself anymore. The master seems to have departed. Departed? With Pan. So poo to your beautiful domesticity. But he'll be back. You're married to him. What kind of a marriage do you think it is, Winnie? <gasps> oh. No kind at all, Candy. No kind at all. Has Bill ever let you down before? first time he fails to appear, you decide he's not to be trusted. He's off with a pretty girl, therefore he's no husband of yours. When are you going to divorce him? Well, how can you? Of course I'm not. You don't understand. Sure, I do. You're just one of those girls who want everything their own way. You're jealous for no reason. You're a baby. Put the soup in the dishes. Will you please? There's no sense in getting mad at me. You just stay mad at Bill. I'll get it. Hope's busy in the other room. Hello? Yes, George Deming speaking. Good heavens, where? Killed? Okay, I'll get a plane and be down there right away. Hope, I've got to go. A plane crashed north of Baltimore. I've got to get there. Be on the spot for the papers. Oh, George, George, that's terrible. Plane crash? Oh, Bill... I can't... George, catch her. I've got her. I'm all right. Oh, dear God. It's not them, Candy. Here, drink this quick. It's a transport plane owned by the airlines Bill works for. The American Eagle, a big one, 20 passengers. Oh, George, are you sure? Positive. I'll answer it this time. Hello? Baltimore calling. Ready with your call, Baltimore. 
Hello? Pam, where are you? Are you all right? Yes. Listen, Candy, Bill is out at the accident, and he said to... Where? There's been a plane crash, the Eagle, and the loss of people killed. It's bad. Listen, Candy, this is important. He wants you to find Mr. Denstone. The office can't reach him. Mr. Denstone is right here in the living room waiting for dinner. Then listen. Tell him Bill tried and tried to get him when the news of the crash came, but he couldn't. And the other two big shots were on vacation. I I forget their names, you know. And the planes at the field were grounded, and Bill was frantic because he knew somebody from the airline company ought to be here, so he came in my plane. What's she saying? She flew Bill down. He couldn't find Mr. Denstone. Candy? Yes, Pam? Is George there? Tell George to come. Tell him to get a plane. George, he says to come. Tell her I'm halfway there. Tell her she's got a honeymoon breakfast date with me in Elkton, Maryland. <laughs> he says he's on the way and be ready to marry him immediately. No. No, I've got to run in both stockings. And anyway, I want white satin. Tell that so-and-so I won't be married without a piece of heirloom lace if I have to make it myself. Tell him to hurry up. So long, Candy. Give Bill my love. He'll be home for breakfast. Goodbye. These are the best muffins you ever threw together. Why can't I have breakfast like this every morning? A fat chance of that. Go on about Pan. Well, all the way down, she kept saying how she wished we could have reached George so he could have come along and done an eyewitness account for the paper. And finally, I said, I, I thought you didn't care so much for George. And she just stared at me. Care for him, she said. Why, I'm crazy about George. Thought you knew that. And I said, well... Why don't you marry him then, for Pete's sake? And she said, because George keeps wanting to remodel me into a chattel and it makes me mad. Then I said, well, listen, Pan, why don't you marry him and remodel George? Oh, darling, <laughs> how clever of you. And she stared at me again and then she began to laugh. She kept laughing and saying, well, why didn't I ever think of it? Everybody seems to think George is the ultimate product of civilization. Where were you then? Well, running into the storm then, it was somewhere north of Baltimore. Honestly, I didn't think she could make it. If she wasn't half bird, we wouldn't have. I thought this is it. And you know what? What, Bill? I was so scared I couldn't think. I felt as though my mind were all glued up with fear. It was horrible. There was only one thought way in the middle of my mind. You know what it was? What? I thought, if I die now, I won't see Candy grow old. I just got to see Candy grow old. It's bad to be that scared. Oh, is there any more coffee? I'm glad you thought that. I mean, especially glad because I thought you were getting a little tired of me. Is that why you've been acting funny? I put it down to hot weather. Tired of you? I thought maybe you liked the glamorous Miss Peters better. Oh, get away, girl. You make me cross-eyed. Well, she's so much smarter, and she's beautiful, too. Sure, I know. You're dumb and ugly. But if I deserted you, your father would be irritated, and I'm scared of your father. You know what? I'm prepared to admit now, but privately, Candy, privately, that all women are smarter than all men. Oh, no. Well, they do just as much work, and they look prettier. You look awfully pretty. Darling, I feel so good. Now, I'm so thankful about everything. I would like to do something for you. Something difficult and unpleasant. Would you, honey? Bill, would you like me to do the checkbook again? No, Angel. You have sons and marry people off. But I will add and subtract. 
You have heard Elizabeth Dunn's story, Women's Work, adapted for Author's Playhouse by Elizabeth Copeland and directed by Herbert Lateau. Andy Stewart was played by Miss Eleanor Jackson, Hope Morgan by Miss Rosalind Yastro, and Pan Peters by Miss Lois Zarley. Wilms Herbert was heard as Bill Stewart and Haskell Coffin as George Deming. The musical score was directed by Joseph Galicchio. Next week, same time, same station, Author's Playhouse will bring you Arthur Wing Panero's Strange Tale of England during the reign of George III, the widow of Wasdale Head.